0: This podcast is a member of the Red Five Network. For more Red Five Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link red five.
1: Hey, this is Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio. Besides Star Wars, if you're itching to dive deep into all things geek, park your speeder right here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt Podcast. And may the force be with you. Always.
0: Hi, this is Yana, Adeline, and Lydia from the Padawan Report, and you're listening to the scarce Scuttlebutt Podcast. May the Force be with you. Hello? Hi, this is Sean from Extra Star Wars. Oh. And you're listening to the Scarab Scuttlebutt.
1: Welcome back, Scuttlebutt Nation. This is Ro Once again, we are celebrating Star Wars. Every May 4th is Star Wars Day. And I know some people. Uh, get a little hung up on the date um I guess I'm I want to say I want to make a confession I want to say that I'm one of those guys for me star wars day is every day but really it's it's may 25th um, obviously the date that star wars was released back in 1977 I know may the 4th is a very popular and gimmicky type of uh, little marketing thing. May the fourth be with you. Ha ha ha. But, <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. But speaking of star Wars stories, I've got a uh, friend that, uh, just happened to see my post about, uh, talking about star Wars, uh, Chris, um, uh, and I forgot what, what is your handle on Twitter? Chris, my handle
2: is at CK Jedi 66.
1: Excellent. Excellent. We won't hold that against you. Order 66. (laughs) Thank you very much. But um... That's
2: the year I was born.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Excellent. So um, I wanted to, um, so I put out that question. If uh, Mm -hmm. anybody wanted to record, uh, you know, a little segment talking about Star Wars, I'm really interested in talking to, you know, people from all over. And um, I just wanted to get kind of like your take on what is it that attracts you to this IP? you know, sometimes on the show, if somebody asks me, I usually say that if you, if, if you cut me, I bleed star Wars. And I, and yep. I find that, um, I find that true for a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, but with one question, sure. what makes star Wars special for you?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I've given that a lot of thought. And, um, You know, just just to add to what you were saying before, you know, Star Wars, I always say Star Wars is a part of who I am. And it's, you know, it seems odd to say that. But I think, you know, being on Twitter and being around a lot of fans, I see that it's like that for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, again, there's a lot of Star Wars now. Obviously, we're talking about a movie that came out in 1977, but there are so many um uh, different projects. You've got animation, you've got, you know, spin-off shows, mm-hmm. you've got TV, you got other movies. But there is certainly a lot of Star Wars to keep us busy, and there's a lot of Star yeah. Wars to to introduce um, all sorts of fans of all sorts of ages, and it really depends on where you were at. You know, a lot of people say, "Where were you when Elvis was killed?" Uh, or "When Elvis right. died?" You died. know, where mm-hmm. were you when? Mm-hmm. Where were you when the shuttle exploded? You know, all yep. these uh, benchmarks in history. But like for, I guess for guys like us, it's uh, it happens to be Star Wars.
2: Yeah, you know. So, so to address that question, what do I love about it? What makes me love it is. Wow, you know, I, I I just think back to when I was 10 years old and going by the local mall and seeing on the marquee of the movie theater coming soon Star Wars. I had no idea what it was. You know, then eventually I saw the commercial for it on TV because back then, you know, there was no internet. You couldn't just look up a trailer, you just had to wait to see if it was on TV. And I saw it was on TV and I was like, wow. Made my father go take me to see it. And I'll just never forget the feeling that I had sitting there and watching the Star Destroyer chasing the blockade runner, and I'm like, "Holy crap, this is gonna be great!" Even at 10 years old, I knew this was something special, and it was. And that's like that's the day my entire life changed because I was a instant fan. I saw the original movie 17 times in the theaters over the course of a year, and it was in the theater a year, which still blows my mind. Movies don't last very long right, in the right, theaters yeah. these days you know two three months and you're out on home video already not yeah. back then i remember walking into the theater one time and seeing a poster in the in the theater lobby of a birthday cake with a with single candle in with a whole bunch of star wars action figures around it said happy birthday
1: <laughs> wow yeah i i think um you know that that is actually exactly my uh, experience uh, sitting in the movie theater and watching that star destroyer go overhead. Um, I mean, literally, mm-hmm. my my jaw just dropped to the floor. It was yeah, uh, so exactly.
2: Exciting. Yep, I was. It, I just couldn't believe it. And I'm sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, no, yeah, I was just you know going along those lines. Yes, my jaw dropped, and I just you know, ooh, it's. I and when I left that theater, I was like. Wow, I hope we see more of that, and obviously we did. And it's just—it's been such a huge part of my life. You know, like I said, it's part of a part of who I am, and and I love all of it. You know, I know there are a lot of fans who have their criticisms about you know more more of the newer stuff, not so much the the older classic stuff. But I just I, I just I always choose to look past flaws. I know the movies aren't perfect. But they're perfect for me, and that's really all that matters for me.
1: Wow, that's well said. Well said. And um, I want to ask you: as a kid, we don't really connect with some of the, I guess, some of the concepts that Star Wars presents um, mm-hmm. as much as uh, as as adults. You know, as adults, we see things in a different light. We have different perspectives uh you Absolutely. know our, our, our lives change obviously um but what what are some of the things that star wars has um shown you as you became uh, an older uh person
2: well you know you know obviously when you're younger you know it's you're, you're just caught up in all the awe and the wonder and the blazer guns and you know the bad guys and everything like that but yeah, I mean, as I got older, I you know I began to see its multi-layered themes, you know, especially like in you know episode four, you know how it had elements of like you know fantasy, but it also had elements of like you know like war stories, you know, with the stormtroopers and stuff like that, and you know it was the movie was a lot deeper to me than you know you see as a kid, and I think that you know that recurs through all the movies, there's always some sort of recurring theme, there's always some some something that parallels, like you know, maybe something we've seen in history, and and I just love that. But you know, Star Wars puts its own spin on it, which is just, you know, which I just love. And and the, and one of the other things I absolutely love about Star Wars is the the universe, the galaxy, the whole world is some place I'd like to go. I want to go there. I want to go to Tatooine. I want to go to Hoth. You know, I want to go to Kamino. I, it's and and these are characters I want to know, and you know, people I want to know. That that's that's what just makes me love it so much.
1: Yeah, I mean George Lucas, um, obviously credit where credit is due. Very imaginative uh, guy, and, and and you know all the 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 uh, the talented people behind the scenes as well. Uh, one of the things is as a kid that really interested me, and I think it's probably what drove my career choices is watching as many documentaries I, as I could about industrial light and magic. About mm-hmm. ed- editing, about graphics, about special effects, camera work, all that stuff. Right. It, it really fascinated me. Um, is there um, is there any aspect of uh, of I mean, I, I was going to ask you if there's any aspect of Star Wars that inspires you in real life. But I mean, I think it all inspires us to do. Uh, you know whether it is career choices or just being you know a better version of yourself uh what are some of the other things that Star Wars can teach you know I guess regular people we, we have a friend that wrote a book uh how the force can save the the world um I think that's the name of the title he's gonna kill me if he listens to this but uh you know uh Stephen Kent uh, author Stephen Kent but um Star Wars does have you know a lot of these messages but what are some of the underlying messages that that uh, that you notice um like i said that uh, that you feel is you know kind of worth it
2: hmm well you know it's it's always you know it always like it always shows us like you know people trying to be the best of themselves like even you know even some even with some of our villains with which is vader with vader with kylo ren you know you've seen these guys that are yeah they're evil they're bad and they do horrible things but they're not all far gone. Like you know, like Luke said in The Last Jedi, nobody's ever really gone. And that and it makes you like hopeful that if you know someone personally who's in a bad way, maybe not necessarily evil, but is has kind of lost themselves, you think you can always find their way back to themselves. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Redemption is a big deal in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, The original trilogy obviously deals with uh, characters like Darth Vader, as you mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. And and speaking of Darth Vader, for me, Darth Vader is my favorite character um, and probably my favorite character in cinema of all time. Um, What about you? Who's your favorite character in Star Wars? and why
2: you know it's uh, for the longest time and uh, actually it probably really hasn't changed and i'm I'm gonna have to say it's han solo okay you know even though you know in 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 return of the jedi he was a little lit i don't want to say a buffoon but he was not the han solo we knew from the first two just his you know i don't know i think i just loved his just like you know, pirate attitude, devil may care attitude. Like I'm a scoundrel, who cares? You know that. The, I just love the, you know, and he was such a wise ass and just such a great character, and I love the way Harrison Ford played him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the original cast had such a wonderful chemistry between Mark Carey and Harrison. Uh, absolutely. You, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, and I, I think Hollywood has been trying to capture uh, lightning in a bottle ever since 1977. Um, mm-hmm. But you definitely cannot capture recapture that uh, that magical um mix of uh charisma through harrison ford um Mm -hmm. hero heroism with uh mark hamill and just uh you know everything absolutely everything that carrie fisher represents in uh princess leia
2: yeah you know and it's like you can also tell you know from obviously from the performances but also from like if you've ever seen interviews with them and stuff they really genuinely enjoyed working together and that and that showed on screen and that is just it's like it's so important to, to see that because that you know that your your characters have genuine affection for each other because the actors have genuine affection for each other
1: yeah absolutely and uh you're right it really you can really tell on screen um fantastic uh, chris thank you so much any other last words before we uh switch topics here uh special star wars day show uh wanted to give you an opportunity to uh i, I don't know uh, what else uh what else you got uh regarding star wars i know uh you know, like I said, it it, it we bre- live and breathe. It's in our DNA, mm-hmm. but uh, so special.
2: It absolutely is. And, you know, um, I'm so glad that I was able to influence my kids in, in, into liking it. You know, it's I, 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 I've never liked to force anything upon them. I don't want to make them like something they don't like. But all I did was show it to them, and now – They love it, too. And one of the best experiences of my life was going to see The Force Awakens on opening night with three generations of Star Wars fans. And that was just great. And that's, to me, that's another thing that just makes me love it so much.
1: That's what it's all about. Star Wars is definitely generational and uh, you know, we're going to be getting a lot more. Um, absolutely. Star Wars is family and Star Wars makes us family. So that's really great. That's awesome, awesome. that you used a, a, an old Jedi mind trick to influence your kids to watch Star <laughs> Wars.
2: <laughs> hey,
1: it worked. <laughs> it worked. Definitely. Chris, thank you so much for hanging out here at the scare of scuttlebutt podcast. Oh, my uh,
2: pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on.
1: Let people know again where people can find you and say hello there.
2: All righty. you can find me on Twitter uh, at CKJedi66 and follow me, whatever, you know, and let's talk about Star Wars.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners. We'll be right back with more Star Wars stories. Hey friends, just a quick reminder, if you enjoy our content and don't want to commit to a Patreon tier, you can show your love in other ways. Oh, yeah. Of course, you can take advantage of our merchandise store at Tee Public, where we've got cool designs from all across the Red 5 network. Look for sale announcements and save up to 30 to 35% on all our merchandise. Oh, nice. And there's also a very convenient way to help support the channel. As you know, coffee is our friend. It keeps us going. You can show your appreciation by heading over to buymeacoffee.com slash Scarif. Buymeacoffee.com slash Scarif. Any amount starting at five bucks, a one-time treat for us to help with all the stuff it takes to maintain the quality you deserve. And remember, it's always sunny on Scarif, and that's the scuttlebutt. And pass the cream, please. All right, Scuttlebutt Nation, we are back. Thank you for joining me again here on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. This is Ro, yours truly, on the citadel of Scare of Station. Yes, sir. We are talking about Star Wars. Happy Star Wars Day, everyone, May the Fourth. And uh, I just mentioned with uh, Chris uh, a while ago. You know, it, it gets uh, it gets really contentious when people uh, talk about Star Wars Day. Some people pick May twenty fifth some people may the fourth um i am of the classic uh star wars fan that uh thinks of star wars day as may 25th because obviously that's the day that it came out but i know it's uh trendy and it's kind of like a funny little marketing gimmick to say may the fourth be with you haha <laughs> so clever Um, uh, that's when you get your toys and your action figures and all your star wars paraphernalia wherever you get your paraphernalia it's uh fantastic But uh, happy Star Wars Day, whatever day it is that you celebrate. But hey, here at the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast is Star Wars Day every day. And to join me on this segment of your Star Wars story, we have none other than Q Master himself, what's in the queue, Nick from NickFlix Podcast. What's up, Nick? Hey, Ro. How's it
0: going, man? It's going fantastic. How are you? I'm good. It's funny you talk about... Uh, the May the Fourth be with you. I mean, could Star Wars have not had a better uh, play on words? I guess for like a day, right? Like it just it fits so perfect. But like you said, I think I'm in your camp where a celebration should really be on the anniversary of when the movie came out, not just yeah. a catchy. Because I think it was Mark Hamill on Twitter joked about. Well, you have like. Uh, Revenge of the 5th, you could say on May 5th. So it's like, really, you know, yeah, May the 4th be with you, but there's so many you could do for the 5th, the 6th. So it's like, okay, I think you're right.
1: Revenge of the 6th. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So. Very trendy, very clever. Uh, kudos to the marketing team of star Wars, yes. but uh, absolutely. You know, I always, and, and I'm sure you've heard me say this on, on the show. When, uh, when, when you cut me, I bleed star Wars. Um, we love this franchise, something about it. Obviously we've been talking about it for over 40 years. It's uh it's, it's an IP that has been embedded in our dna but i wanted to ask nick because you are younger than i uh we were talking before the show aired um you didn't like star wars at first what's up with that
0: Uh, No, (laughs) i uh i did not grow up a star wars fan which which i know seems blasphemous to have a (laughs) podcast and not grow up a fan but it's a funny one christmas my grandma so my grandma used to shout out to my nanny who's never going to listen to a podcast uh <laughs> she used to buy our uh christmas presents like in july and and it was when it was um attack of the clones when that movie came out and not me and my siblings none of us really watched star wars and we all got attack of the clones toys and like shirts and <laughs> stuff and we're like. And we're like, oh yeah, Nani definitely went to her Christmas shopping in July. But it's um so so I gotta start. I didn't, I didn't it wasn't that I didn't like Star Wars necessarily. I just like kind of like I told you, my dad didn't really watch it when he was because he he you know grew up in the 70s and he didn't really watch it. My grandparents never watched it. So like I remember having a C3 PO and R2 D2, like I had the toys in the early nineties. Um but i didn't i i just remember i loved the lightsaber toys like the the little lightsaber sticks that came with the little figures i always thought those were cool yeah. um but then like i just never got into the movies and in college i wasn't really into them either and then um uh really it's funny i <laughs> i became a huge fan you are, like i said you want to talk about being late to the party it was the year that force awakens was coming out wow the early in the year when they were like before the first trailer even dropped, my wife was like, you know, we'd we been dating a few years and we had just gotten married the year before. She's like, how have you not like watched all the original trilogy? Like, like through all the way. And I'm like, I just don't remember if I have or haven't. So, oh, so we, your,
1: your wife, so your wife brought you into the mix? Oh
0: yeah. So she was a huge star Wars fan growing uh, up. And oh. so we, we, we sat on uh. I was like sick one day. So she stayed home from work. I stayed home from school, you know, uh, from school that day. And, uh, and Oh no, no, wait, hold on. Sorry. Sorry. That was the first time we watched, uh, return, um, return of the Jedi. I think it was, it was, we, we had like watched one randomly one time. And then like years later I was like, okay, we need to sit and watch the whole thing. So it was, uh, the 4th of July, 2015. And we sat and binged the first three star Wars movies. And I bought, the blu-ray set that came with the og trilogy and then the the prequel trilogy and we sat and just watched the first three and i was like why the did i not watch these movies growing up i'm like they were Uh, so good there's you know there's there's definitely things in especially in the first movie where you could tell that like where where George Lucas he's he's a, such a good idea man, but that he, he hadn't like really honed his directing skills necessarily because it was such a big project that I think you could kind of tell watching the original as great as it is, especially watching the makings of that like no one really knew what the hell that movie was. You could tell like just the people working on it too, from costumes to props to stuff, where it's just like they had to be making this movie going what what the f are we doing? Um, and then it turns out to be this really like, uh, a phenomenon that like this movie that was marketed for like George Lucas always said it was supposed to be a kid's movie, but yet, I mean, for when he says that it's like, yeah, there's an awful lot of violence and political stuff in star Wars. So I don't, I don't, I think it's kind of a cop out to say it's just, it was meant to be a kid's movie. I'm like, yeah, it was probably marketed for younger people because his friends were Martin Scorsese and, and you know, Steven Spielberg who were making jaws and mean streets and stuff. And it's like, yeah, those movies were meant for adults. So, uh, but you know, watched the original trilogy. And then the next day we watched the, the prequel trilogy, which I'm just not a big fan of the prequel trilogy. I know the show like clone wars is kind of like, I think given maybe the prequel trilogy, a little bit of a pass, but there's still enough in, like, every... Even in a bad Star Wars movie, I feel like there's still enough for people to enjoy. Um, but I also think that coming into it late, I kind of understand why it's such a toxic fandom. I think because I didn't grow up, like, where, you know, like, idolizing these characters. Right. That maybe I came at it with a little bit of a different perspective of why, like, uh, like the last... Um, Don't say it. The uh, The Last Jedi doesn't, (laughs) like, drive me nuts like it does to some people. Um, But also, I do feel like with Star Wars, it does seem, especially since Disney's taken it over, it does feel like people either love the show slash movie that came out or people hate it. With the exception of, like, Rogue One, I think most people generally like that movie. But that also kind of – what what I like about that is – Star Wars never feels like a one-off and it was cool to have a one-off Star Wars movie where you're like, and then, and then the fact that now and or the show came out of it, which I think is some of the best Star Wars content is that show. So it's like, okay, you know, it, it's, it's just a franchise that I think um, has more hits than misses. Uh, but it's also, it, it also is a franchise though, too, that it's like, They could literally keep it going forever because you could keep exploring things that you don't have to just like stay in the Skywalker universe, which is why I'm excited for like um, uh, the new show uh, that not – well, Ahsoka, but not – I mean I'm looking forward to that. But I'm looking forward to – it's not Skeleton Crew. It's the other show that they announced where it's supposed to take place like a 100 years before. Oh, the Acolyte. uh, the acolyte like that's gonna be cool to see like a show about the sith and it's like it's cool that that doesn't have like a direct tie-in to obi-wan kenobi or like it's it just it's it's i feel like it's a world that it's almost like comic books you could play around so much in this world that there is still so much to explore yet you know you 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 had that you have a template laid out from the from each trilogy did like their own kind of thing though the newest one like you like kind of like you said it it turned into a lot of member berries but i also feel like like force awakens i really like but that movie had the hard task of being the first star wars movie in over a decade and i think they took the safe approach which was fine and i i liked that movie a lot but then i do think like The one thing if 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 i could like have them go back in time it would be nice if they had an actual plan for the new trilogy because as much that as much as that george lucas you know i still i i to this day i still think that the luke and leia sibling thing was not the original plan but he did have like the layout for that original trilogy and it makes sense when you watch it it doesn't feel like even though it's three different directors, it doesn't feel like, oh, this was one movie and then this sequel to this movie doesn't really feel like the sequel because they changed stuff. And then they yeah. had to go retcon it all in the next movie.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, and uh, I, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm so glad that I uh, that I gave this universe a chance cause I love it. And it's yeah. become a huge part of, I w- watch it with my kids. Uh, my, my youngest son who's turning three next week, he loves the opening, uh, scroll. Like we yeah. have to watch it on repeat a bunch of times. And, uh, we're actually, we're actually going, so this will have aired after we've already done it, but we're going on Saturday to go to the return of the Jedi at, uh, the AMC and Schaumburg's having it. Um, So we're going to go take the boys. We figure I'm like it's a good opportunity to get them in a movie theater because it's a movie that's been out for almost 40 years. So it's like, okay, no one going there is like going for the first time ever to see it. So you'll be
1: surprised, but it's uh, it's it's funny. Um, But yeah, Nick, that uh, that's our 10 minutes uh, discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Let uh, let me backtrack a little bit because you know, you talked a little bit about uh, how uh, the behind the scenes drama um, of the original movie, having, um, all these people kind of just, you know, puzzled and scratching their heads as far as what, what is this movie? What we, we have, uh, we have, um, large gorilla people walking around, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, flying ships and, and robots, robots <laughs> and, and all this stuff. Like what is going on? you know, if there is ever a situation where. The adage of we'll fix it in post applies. It would definitely be this. Um, And obviously, George Lucas's uh, wife uh, um, at the time, uh, Marsha Lucas, was one of the the architects of uh, kind of in retrospect was the architect of uh, the success of Star Wars because of the editing. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, wanted to ask you cause I've been asking everybody, what is it about this franchise? What is it about star Wars that really excites you? Like you, you said that you weren't really a star Wars fan and your wife give her a, a big extra hug, uh, from,
0: from the fandom. You said um, she on, should be on, not me. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, you know what? When you have your own podcast one day, relax.
1: <laughs> but, uh, what is it about this franchise that really electrifies people or, uh, um or are you specifically
0: yeah i just think it's um it, it's got a magic to it that it, it's hard to quant- it, it reminds me a lot of indiana jones back to the future uh like these et you know it's 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 one of the credits to george lucas and, and guys like steven spielberg where like he he found the right mix of a story with good characters and put it in a world that at the time there really wasn't much of and it there's just a magic feel to it and i think in general they've been able to capture it with most of their movies and shows i do think sometimes it's it get, you, you. know, they get a little too leaning, leaning on like, "Well, we got to do the same thing. Uh, we got to right. turn this bad guy good, and this has to happen." But so, I would like to see Star Wars in the future take more risk. But I do think up to this point, especially like the animated shows, I think have been fantastic. Uh, but it's just, it's got a feel. It's got like this magic feel to it where it, it's, it's truly, it's its own universe. It doesn't feel like, oh, in any second you could drop. You know batman or iron man or like something and it, it just it's like nope this is the star wars world and you know i could i could watch especially the 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 original trilogy especially I uh, you know as much as i love empire strikes back w- watching just the original new hope uh mm-hmm. that's like become like my go-to movie at night too to like go to sleep and it's like I think it's it's the Alec Guinness thing. Like I love when they introduce him in that movie, and he is just like listening to him talk. I wish he had like a narration of the whole book, just yeah. hit, like just with him. But yeah, it's just magic, man. It's it's really hard to, to pinpoint like one thing, but it just has that feel of like this is not a run of the mill movie. or or movie universe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you said it. Um, you know, the, there is, there's so much magic in this film. Um, there's so many elements that go into creating that magic from the characters to the behind the scenes, um, you know, effects and, uh, the way this universe looks, I think the way this universe looks and, and George Lucas has said it, obviously the used universe, the used look it's, um, it kind of goes a long way in suspension of disbelief because you actually believe that this stuff exists. This stuff is, is out there. And, uh, you know, I, I always, I joke around with my wife. I, I tell her, you know, star Wars is not a movie. It's a documentary. It actually happened. <laughs> it says it at the beginning of the credits. It happened a long time ago, really far away. So it's, um, it's, Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely special and there are so many reasons why it's special and, and, you know, this day, uh, when fans are celebrating Star Wars, whether it's May 25th or May the 4th, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's phenomenal. And I think, um, you know, Star Wars has really changed the landscape of, of movies, it's changed the landscape of entertainment and pop culture, uh, you know, Hollywood has been, you know, I keep saying it, Hollywood keeps uh, trying to capture lightning in a bottle since 1977, but there's something special. And I think the cool thing for me is that spark, that something special is different for every single person that, that witnesses it because there's so much star Wars out there, animated shows, new movies, uh, and, uh you know, uh, television series, Depending on where you are in life and where uh, Star Wars brings you, that's your Star Wars. And um, it exists uh, everywhere.
0: And uh, I, I find that fascinating. Yep. It's like the Force. It, it binds us, penetrates us. It's, Absolutely. It, it's everywhere. But and it's also – it's funny having – you know you know me i'm a huge guardians of the galaxy fan i feel like that's one of the few kind of like space movies to kind of capture a similar specialness as like uh the first star wars movie and it kind of shows you like you said it it's very few movies or franchises could really capture um that that magical feeling and and ultimately look it's easy to be a cynic about any big franchise but it's like okay would you rather we have no star Wars or it is the way it is now. And you'd take it the way it is now. If it meant you had all these years of good experiences and, and like anything, it's going to be, it becomes really big and it's going to, it becomes corporate and it's just how it is. But you know, it's like, then just go and keep watching the OG trilogy. There's, there's nothing saying you you don't have, yeah, you, uh, you can't do that. So yeah. That's funny. I think um, I've asked myself
1: that question before, and I think I've posed that question to other people. Would you rather have no Star Wars if George Lucas didn't sell it to Disney or have Star Wars the way it is now? Uh, Problems and all, successes and all. And I think um, uh, that's uh, actually a great topic for uh, quick cuts on our show because I've always waffled back and forth and said, yes, um, just. uh, uh, no new star wars and then I think of all the new star wars that I do enjoy um, obviously Rogue one um, so it's a hard one it's a it's a difficult one but um yeah happy May 4th Nick
2: thank you for <laughs> joining
1: me on uh, on this uh this this segment of uh celebrating Star Wars with friends you know I always say star wars makes us family and I think that is so true any uh last comments on uh, your love of your new love of star wars I want to
0: say Uh, No, man, just uh, everyone have a good uh, May the 4th, or if you celebrate on the 25th, but uh, (laughs) no, just uh, look out. I'll have uh, episodes, new episodes of Netflix podcast dropping next week. So it's not covering Star Wars. That will, that I will be doing that uh, sometime soon. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent.
1: Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I just finished uh, your Disney uh, episode. Um, gave you, um, if I would have. Oh, yeah, I I probably will go on uh, line and uh, give you a five star review uh thank you sp- mm-hmm. specifically for that episode. <laughs> give Shanti some shit about that. Oh my
0: god, yeah, she's like <laughs> we can't be friends. I'm like could you imagine if you really didn't want to be someone's friend based off. Uh <laughs> oh, that's funny, but absolutely.
1: Yeah. Thank you Nick for uh joining me on this uh segment of uh the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. We will be right back with more talk about Star Wars. Happy May 4th, everybody. Hey, what's up, Chicago friends? If you are in the Andersonville area and want to check out a really cool comic book shop, head on over to Alley Cat Comics, 5304 North Clark Street in Chicago. If you're into comics, gaming, and all the cool stuff, Alley Cat Comics is the place to be. Gotta love Celine and the rest of the gang over at Alley Cat Comics. Pick up your gaming supplies, set aside your comic books, grab the latest Star Wars and Marvel books, or give them a call at 773-907-3404. And tell them the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast sent you. Oh yeah. Alley Cat Comics in Chicago, it's where the cool cats hang. See what I did there? Okay, patrons, time to give a shout out to those wonderful people that help keep the living waters of Mandalore running around here at the of Scuttlebutt podcast. I extend to you a very heartfelt thank you to all my patrons. All right, how about some shout outs? Big thank you to Backyard Tardis, Nick Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel and catch up on his adventures in locksmithing. And big thanks to Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused Podcast, another Red 5 Pod. Look for them on all the socials. Some appreciation goes to the guys over at Rebel Rock Radio, DJ and Steve. rocking with another Red 5 Pod. And go check out Comics and Cosmetics. Danny's got some lovely takes on uh, comics and cosmetics. Cool talk for nerdlings of all denominations. Go give her a sub. Who else we got? Hey, it's Frank from Miami. What's up, Frank? Thank you. Joey Rosales, longtime supporter of the Scuttlebutt. Thank you for that kind, sir. Oh, and a wonderful thank you to Belinda. Oh, my friend, I'm so glad you're on this list. And our resident classic Hollywood expert, a fan favorite collaborator, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. A huge respect to all our Patreon supporters. You remind me each week why it's fun to do this and to infuse the quality discussions you deserve. And if you want to Help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy the show. Head on over to patreon.com slash Scarif Scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you.
2: Hey, this is Sam what're
1: Hey, this is Will Wheaton. I'm and
2: Shimmerman. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin. Hi,
1: this is Dan
3: McCarty. Hi, this is Mark Pellegrino. And welcome to the FSF Popcast, your home for the all-nerdy, no-dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. You can find us on your favorite audio podcast providers, Real Wise Radio, and, of course, our YouTube channel. Hello
2: there.
1: All right, Scuttlebutt Nation, thank you for coming back to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. This is Ro, and uh, happy Star Wars Day, everyone. We are in the midst of having a little conversation with some friends about, yeah, you guessed it, Star Wars, whether you celebrate it May 4th, which is... uh, what a day or so ago depends on when I drop this one or later on in the month May 25th um, yeah Star Wars day is uh, is is happening and uh, we are celebrating we're celebrating we're talking about Star Wars we have had uh, quite a list of friends that uh, really you know it's, it's kind of eye-opening and this is one of the biggest reasons I love talking just to regular people um, I know, you know, a lot of podcasts uh, have, uh, you know, some actors and some behind the scenes people. But I, I really love just talking to normal, uh, you know, the working class, the uh, blue collar folks, uh, just talking about their love and their passion for this franchise. Because it, uh, it's different all over the place. And I love uh, hearing different stories about what brought you in. What what is that magic about Star Wars and, and what it's all about. So continuing in that vein, you've heard his voice on our promos from time to time, Mr. Tim from the FSF podcast. Tim, how's it going today?
3: Good, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you, um, you, you heard uh, some of the other folks talking about why they love Star Wars. I'm going to ask you that in a minute. But, uh, you know, last weekend, uh, the world... I don't know about the world, maybe just the U S because I I have had some people say that return of the Jedi was not playing in their neck of the woods. Um, but, um, we uh, have been enjoying return of the Jedi back on the big screen and it has been glorious. Uh, have you checked it out? I
3: have not gone yet. The closest one to me is a little over an hour away. The local theaters aren't playing it because we're, we're in a small rural community. And so there's not a whole lot. We have one theater nearby and, yeah, they don't get a lot of the the really super cool stuff. Yeah, got to wait a couple weeks for it to either show up here or you got to go to the bigger city, which is about an hour away, which is no big deal. I just haven't done it yet, but it's definitely going to happen.
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. I posted uh, a little while ago, I just posted uh, more than two hours to get to a theater. Where the hell do you people live? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag city boy. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, no, if you can get out – And uh, support your local theater and uh, have fun in the, you know, in the same, in the same sentence, uh, go for it. Because it was uh, it was really a lot of fun. And Star Wars, obviously, for me, um, really plays well on the big screen. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If I if I can at all experience Star Wars on the bigger screen, I'll watch it on any screen. I'll watch it on my phone screen if I have to. But if I can watch it on a bigger screen, that's where I'd prefer to watch Star Wars, if at all possible.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of Star Wars, I wanted to ask you, because I think we've been asking everybody, um, when do you celebrate Star Wars besides every day, three three uh, hundred 365 days a, uh, a year? <laughs> but no, really, when do you celebrate Star Wars as like your official Star Wars? I kind of uh, joked around that some people like May the 4th. It's, uh, you know, for me, it's kind of a little gimmicky. Uh, you know, play on the words, obviously for me, it's May 25th, the uh, actual uh, release date of the, f- of the film back in 77. But uh, when is star Wars day for you, Tim? Uh, I usually, well,
3: it, it's broken up into two parts. So I, I celebrate it fourth, fifth and sixth uh, because there's, you know, may the fourth be with you. And then the fifth and the sixth to me are, are combined as revenge of the, of the Sith. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah fourth fifth and sixth those three days I I'm pretty much on a hardcore Star Wars binge uh, throughout those times but as a as a show we celebrate star Star Wars for the entire month of May it's it's Star Wars Month uh, on the FSF podcast So Excellent. all of our shows, everything that we're doing for the month of May will all be Star Wars related so um, which I kind of pushed for because well, I'm a Star Wars nerd. This is where I I hang my geek flag, and you know this is so to me. This is like a normal thing. Like, well, there's Star Wars stuff at the beginning of the month. There's Star Wars stuff at the end of the month, and let's just have fun for all of it in between.
1: Smart move, smart move, and very fitting. You got three days. It's it's like a trilogy of uh, Star Wars days, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. See what I did there?
3: I did. And well played, (laughs) sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, all right, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. I've been asking all our friends, uh, what is it about star Wars that, uh, I don't know it, 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 for me, it kind of rewrote my DNA. Um, watching that movie in the theater, uh, when I was uh, seven, eight years old, whatever. Uh, it just changed my life. Uh, I always say that if you cut me, I bleed star Wars. So what is that magic ingredient for you, Tim?
3: Uh, it's funny that you say that if you cut you bleed Star Wars. So I'm going to say a quote that I say often on the show, and then I'll answer your question uh, because it's something I say all the time. And matter of fact, if Kathleen, my co-host, hears this, she's going to be disappointed that I don't say it because she'll need to mock me for it later. <laughs> but I always compare Star Wars to my marriage. It's there for me in good good times and bad <laughs> sickness and in health. Uh, it's just it's the constant in my life. Uh, other than my marriage, it's it's Star Wars. So. Yeah you know and for me the thing i have loved about star wars over the years is the fact that it's been so constant for me i love the the consistency of having new stuff even if you know uh, never mind the naysayers and the the boo birds. i feel uh, so i feel attacked it, that's i'm okay with that <laughs> um but uh you know for me it's I, I every time i start star wars and i hear the music and i see the crawl it it still to this day sends the little the little shivers up my spine, and I get excited. And when I go to the theater, even uh you know even if it's a re release, even if it's you know a, a brand new movie, whatever it is, I I'm I'm giddy, I'm giddy like a school kid. I'm sitting yeah. there just I'm so excited, I can't wait for this to happen. You know, I I, I want to see more. You know, during. During the weeks of uh, Disney plus releases for you know Mandalorian and Bad batch, I'm up early on Wednesday mornings with popcorn. Let, let's do this. I'm excited. It, it's it's a, a very memorable thing to me because you know early on, I was born in 76, so I never saw the, the original movie in the theater and I don't recall seeing Empire Strikes back in the theater. The very first Star Wars I remember in fact, is Return of the Jedi and oh, wow. then went backwards uh, to Empire. And to this day, Empire is still my all time favorite movie, not just Star Wars favorite movie, but all time favorite movie is Empire Strikes Back. And I love the you know, when I was a kid, it was the action of the movies and, you know, uh, the good versus evil. And I didn't really understand all the all the nuances to the, the layers of the story that were there you know but now as an adult there's other things that that attract me to it i still like the action of the movies i still like the laser swords and i you know uh, every time a lightsaber goes off i'm like hoo, we're going to have something something fun's about to happen yeah. you know um and so there's still that element for me i, I go back to being a kid very quickly uh, when those when those things kind of happen those elements come on screen whether it's on the, my tv at home or whether it's you know up on the movie screen But then there's also the tie ins of, you know, real life things that, you know, I've experienced over the years. And I love one of the one of the the biggest storylines and bonds of Star Wars that has always spoke well to me is the storyline of found family. Being an adopted child, I I've always kind of identified with that pretty strongly because, you know, here's somebody, you know, you take your main protagonist in, in the original trilogy, Luke Skywalker, he's he's we're looking for found family. He's looking for someone to attach to, to, someone to call his own. And even though he has uncle Owen and aunt Beru and all these other things, you can still tell that he's a little bit lost, a little bit adrift. and he finds his family through, you know, through the rebellion. And so for me, I've, that's always been kind of a big storyline and I've always really appreciated that. So, but I see that line happen, that storyline happening in almost every star Wars. There's always some type of found family and attachment there where They may not be blood, but it's somebody that you've attached yourself to because, you know, for whatever reason.
1: Right, right. Well, you know what the Jedi say, attachment is forbidden. So I don't (laughs) don't know what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's interesting to hear that because, you know, as kids, you're right. You um, you pick on you pick on something in the films that uh, at a certain age, wherever it is that you are in life stage wise, um, it speaks to you, whether you're seven years old in a dark movie theater or 70 years old in a dark movie theater. Right. It's, um, you know, I I, I I talked recently about movies being either product or art. And, you know, Star Wars obviously is 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 a little bit of both. Obviously designed to sell tickets and products and, and, and merchandise, as we all know as Star Wars fans, of course.
2: But exactly.
1: it is definitely... Um, it has definitely,, uh, I guess, stood the test of time because of the, um, I don't know, the 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 infusion of story and morality and good versus evil. and all of sure. those, um, I guess those primordial ideas, that George Lucas put into the the story, the characters, the archetypes of, of those characters, and things that really are part of storytelling as far as mankind can remember. And I think Star Wars will probably live on beyond us um, because of that. Uh, you know, well, I, I guess hopefully because of that, if uh, right. If, uh, you know, if we've learned any lessons or if, if the studios have learned any lessons about <laughs> what it is that uh, makes Star Wars tick. Um, and obviously that's debatable to each their own. But it's uh, it, it really is a I, I can't even say that it's a cultural phenomenon because it is beyond that. And, um, you know, people that are still talking about Star Wars, uh, you know, many decades later. Um, is, is a is a testament to the staying power of this franchise.
3: Oh, I absolutely agree. And I, I think it's no longer, it's not a cultural thing. It's a global phenomenon at this point. Oh, yeah. Because everywhere you go, you know, you see all these different Comic-Cons all over the globe, and there's Star Wars cosplay everywhere. Uh, people are can't wait to see what the next thing from Star Wars is, even if they're just going there to kind of crap on it and talk about, you know, whatever. But the thing is, <laughs> you're still talking about it. Yeah, you're still you know, you're still having that conversation. And one of the things I love about Star Wars is the fact that there is such uh, it's such an expansive universe. There are micro stories upon micro stories that have not been told yet that can tie into these larger stories. Sure. Because of the framework that that Lucas set up originally. It left room, so much room, in between each of the episodes of the movies, you know, that he originally did. Even with the prequels, there's room in between those to tell all these stories. There's these different characters that have been introduced over the years. There's origin stories that could be told. There's, you know, um, finale stories that could be told. You know, goodbyes to certain characters and whatnot. And so, and I love the fact that there's that opportunity for this to carry on to go so many different directions. And one of the things I most look forward to is the stories that are outside and away from the Skywalker name. Sure. As much as I love the Skywalkers and everything that they've done for the Star Wars community, you know, in storytelling, I look forward to those stories when it's not necessarily, you know, there's not a Skywalker insight. And I think, which is one of the reasons, uh, except for the very end of the movie, why I love Rogue One so much sure. is because, you know, there isn't, you know, except except for that one scene at the end where Darth Vader comes on screen and becomes the Darth Vader we've always wanted to see, and we yelled, hooped, and hollered in the theater. Okay, that was just me. I did that. No, um, was
1: everybody. <laughs> I, I, guarantee I lost.
3: You. <laughs> I lost my mind when he came into the th- in the hallway and just started owning people. I'm like, oh my god, this is the Vader I've always wanted to see. Um, but yeah, you know, other than that, I think that's why I loved Rogue One so much because it was such a great story that for the most part was free of, even though I love lightsabers, free of lightsabers. You know, it was just just this awesome story that needed to be told. And, and I really, really enjoy things like that inside the Star Wars community. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love the, the series Andor so much because it was basically the same thing.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to mention Andor. And you're absolutely right. You know, Um, my, uh, friends over at Coruscant Radio Underground, um, you know, we, they are big, uh, Lord of the Rings fans. And I think we talked a little bit about how, uh, some people have compared George Lucas's world building to J.R. Tolkien. And, um, I think, you know, both worlds are very expansive and deep and rich of, uh, you know, full of characters, but I absolutely agree. I think the, the world building in Star Wars is, uh, is probably you know has grown obviously since uh, since George Lucas created it in seventy seven. It's expanded. Um, yeah. It, it uh, it's it's beyond. I'm sure it's beyond anything that George has ever imagined. Um, you know having having created this world on his you know with with, with his team uh, his his writing team and and the special effects folks. Um, I mean it's uh, it's such an incredible. Um, monument to modern entertainment um, that I'm sure will get, uh, you know, more Star Wars in the future, for sure.
3: Yeah, I'm, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I think the the announcements that we've gotten, and, and although I'm at a point with with the uh, the Star Wars movie announcements where I don't believe it until I see a trailer. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's been too many announcements where, like, hey, we're going to make this movie, and then that doesn't happen. But I, the, the recent batch of announcements... Uh, I have a little bit more excitement for, and I think has a little bit more possibility of actually happening just because it looks like there's, they're, they're finally picking a direction and going with it. I'm kind of hoping that's what's happening here. And, uh, but I'm excited for those and you know, the finale of the, whatever the Mandoverse is going to be. And um, yeah, I'm, I I think that there's a lot of, a lot of ways that we can go with this and a lot of things that can be done with this that can keep star Wars in the forefront of, of people's minds and give people something to talk about, you know. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, when when these things get made, that I'm, I'm I want a little bit of fan service, you know. I'm I, because I'm a fan, and you know, first and foremost, I want to be able to enjoy the movie going experience. But I'm hoping that it's not all fan service and it's not all just you know playing to the crowd. I, I want there to be. Good storytelling, and I want there to be character development, and I want there to be, you know, some of the things that were clearly lacking in, you know, <clears throat> Rise of Skywalker, and uh, you know, things like <laughs> that. So,
1: interesting. It's funny. It's uh, is that too much to ask for? That's crazy talk. What are you talking about, Tim? But um, yeah, absolutely. It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, you, you it's funny. Side note: You mentioned that uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are finally picking a direction, and. As I step back and I see the choices that they made as far as this new batch of films, you've got one new Star Wars movie that has been announced in each era of everything that we have so far. So right. the the um, the High Republic, the uh, Mandoverse, which is kind of, you know, uh, placed snug in the Star Wars Uh, you know timeline that we know is almost a little bit part of the Skywalker saga here and then you've got uh, a new movie that is going to be taking place after you know uh, the sequel trilogy Um, you know to me I almost feel like this is Disney's um, live experiment and uh, market research as to which one is going to be more successful and uh then they'll concentrate on that so it's it'll be an interesting thing to see once all these movies uh you know come out are announced uh, to see what the buzz is but um yeah i mean absolutely for me give me more star wars uh i'll evaluate it uh case by case basis
3: yeah exactly you know and the, the thing is you know i'm gonna go watch it in the theaters and there's there's a chance i may not like it like i i I left the theater after watching the solo movie pissed. I was so mad. Um, (laughs) You know, the thing is the problem is it's, it's not even fair to the movie. I went in with too high of expectations because it was uh, Han Solo is my favorite character in star Wars. Harrison Ford is my, one of my all time favorite actors. In fact, I named one of my boys after Harrison. Um, So, you know uh, it, it almost didn't have a chance. And then, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Alden's fault, but I don't think he was the the perfect casting for that. But it is what it is.
1: Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, I agree with you on
3: that one. I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't think he was the right pick for that for that role. Yeah, I, I think he did, and I think too he did the best he could with what he was given, which was you know not the strongest of scripts but anyway, you know I, I had to learn how to go back and watch that movie from a different lens point and uh, you know a different perspective and it's it's more enjoyable to me now I you know it's not one that I so when it comes time to watch it in my Star Wars uh, chronological rewatch I, I don't skip it anymore but uh, I'm not exactly going and seeking that movie out still but
1: sure yeah yeah that's uh that's fair there's only one movie that I left the theater uh, pissed off at but uh, we're here to celebrate Star Wars not uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, absolutely. So, uh, Tim, thank you so much for stopping by the Citadel here at the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Uh, oh, thank you for having a, me. To talk a little bit about Star Wars and what makes Star Wars tick for you. Tim, uh, FSF Podcast, what do you guys have coming up? And uh, I really want you uh, and the rest of the uh, the show, your your co hosts to, to come on one of our Scare Lives. It would be, oh, uh, I think it would be a blast just to kind of uh, geek out and talk about all the stuff that we love. And uh, maybe a little bit about the stuff that we don't love, but um, absolutely, I'd love to have you guys over. But uh, tell the folks where sure. people can find you.
3: Yeah, uh, so check us out in the month of May. What we're going to be doing, like it was mentioned earlier, uh, it's Star Wars month for us. So not only do we have a Star Wars RPG that we play uh, on our live show uh, Monday nights. Uh, on, on YouTube, but then we also, uh, every week, our, our scheduled interviews will be with people from the Star Wars universe in one form or another. Um, in fact, we just scheduled a really big interview today that we'll be getting out in a couple weeks here uh, with somebody from uh, Star Wars Rebels, one of the main characters. And we have interviews with uh, people from Star Wars Resistance, uh, the director of the movie Fanboys, which if you've never seen Fanboys and you're a Star Wars fan, we need to talk. Um, (laughs) That needs to happen. That should be part of your Star Wars rewatch as far as I'm concerned. And we've got a couple other things going on. And then, of course, every Wednesday night at 5 o'clock, we have our Five at Fives, and those will all be Star Wars related for this month. But, yeah, find us on YouTube. You can find us wherever you listen to or catch your podcasts at. Uh, we recommend Apple, Spotify, and Good Pods in order to catch us the most cleanly. But uh, yeah, and of course our website www.fsfpodcast.com.
1: Thank you, sir, and uh, thank you for that. Uh, absolutely, we'll have you on soon. But uh, thank you yep, again. Let's uh, let's continue to celebrate Star Wars on this week. Everybody's celebrating a little Star Wars. All right, guys. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you. There you have it, folks. I want to thank our guests, Nick from NickFlix Podcast, Tim from FSF Podcast, and Chris. You can reach him at ckjedi66 on Twitter. And thank you, everyone else on Twitter that was able to offer some Star Wars stories. They are a delight to listen to and a delight to read. So thank you very much for that. And if you wanted to continue to be part of the conversation, please reach out to me at scuttlebutt at gmail.com Or we've got a scuttlebutt hotline ready for you and ready for your voicemail, 773-234-8659. And we've got one last Star Wars story. Let's see if you can guess who this would be. Once upon a time, a nerd girl wanted to see the special edition of her favorite movie, A New Hope. Her friends laughed at her and no one would go. Sad and frustrated, she vented to a guy at work who said he was having the same issue. 26 years and three months later, they are still... Still watching all of the star wars together what a beautiful star wars story and that is our friend kelly from sidebar cantina and uh what a wonderful story of love yes siri I mentioned on that last segment that I wanted to have the guys from FSF Popcast on Scaref Live one day, and that's actually happening this Saturday. So join us on Scaref Live this Saturday. We're going to be talking about, I don't know, maybe a little Star Wars. We will continue the conversation with Tim and the crew of FSF Podcast. And guys, do not miss next week's episode. We are talking about Star Wars music. I posed the question, what one piece of Star Wars music exemplifies the entirety of the saga? That is certainly a difficult question, and I've got a wonderful panel of gentlemen helping me out to answer that. So check that out next week. Until next time, this is Ro. Hold up your nerd card high on the Citadel here at the Scarif Station. We are part of the Red 5 Network. Don't forget to visit the rest of the Red 5 Network content creators, podcasts, and YouTube shows. All sorts of geekery. Check it out at bio.link red5. And remember, enjoy Star Wars responsibly. Until next time, that's the Scuttlebutt.